welcome to Muskegon History and Beyond with the Lakeshore Museum Center. On today's podcast, we are going to examine an industry located in Muskegon Heights that was a part of some of the largest construction projects of the 20th century. Today, we examine the Shaw Electric Crane Company. The Shaw Electric Crane Company had its start not in the Muskegon area, but rather in Milwaukee. It was begun by Alton J. Shaw. Mr. Shaw was working as a drafter making mechanical drawings for the Edwin P. Ailes Company in the 1880s when he decided to try and improve the cranes that were being used in the factory. The design he came up with was a steam-powered crane with three different motors to control different aspects of it. The design was successful and Shaw was asked to design more. By 1889, he had designed several cranes and was using electric motors to power them all. And the business was busier than the workshop could manage. On average, they could only produce one crane every week. So when in 1890, Shaw was approached by Muskegon businessmen from the Muskegon Improvement Company, a precursor of the Chamber of Commerce, who offered Shaw an entire city block if he would relocate his company to Muskegon Heights, he took them up on the offer. Shaw was given a block along what was known as McKinney Avenue, which today is known as Broadway. At this time, there were several other businesses moving into the area, and it would quickly become the industrial heart of Muskegon Heights. The deal was announced in March of 1891. Shaw planned to build a 200 by 100 foot two-story building as the main factory, with a 200 by 90 foot bridge building factory for crane bridges, a three-story office building, some smaller buildings, and a small power plant on the grounds to power everything. Shaw hoped to have 150 employees manning the factory, but expected to enlarge the buildings and have up to 500 working there. Shaw estimated that the new factory in Muskegon Heights would be able to produce four cranes a week, quadrupling the output available in Milwaukee. The cranes produced would range in price, costing $5,000 to $35,000, and could lift between 5 and 100 tons, giving us an idea of the range of cranes that were being produced. Shaw Electric Crane Works started producing cranes in 1891 at the Muskegon Heights factory, but business wasn't as booming as Shaw had hoped it would be. It was, however, steady. In 1893, the business added a building where they could produce their own motors for the cranes. This was to help with the motor's reliability and consistency. In 1893, they would also send one of their cranes to the famous 1893 Chicago World's Fair to help move objects in the machine shop, but then the crane would also be put on display there. This exposure helped the company gain more recognition. It also got them some attention from the United States government, who would commission them to make several large cranes to be put in use in their naval yards, such as the one in Brooklyn, where they would help in ship construction and the movement of large naval guns. Their cranes were also being sent throughout the United States to be put in work at foundries and on logging railroads. In 1900, the company also had another chance to show off, this time by sending one of their large cranes, a 30-ton capacity crane, to the Paris Exposition. This crane would win a gold medal there and grew the company's international standing so that in the early 1900s they were shipping cranes to Europe, Canada, and South America. In 1905, the company's sales agent, Manning, Maxwell, and Moore, bought the business, but things continued on as usual. In 1907, Shaw cranes were called upon to help with a large construction project that was being continued in the country of Panama, namely the building of the Panama Canal. While Shaw put a bid in to make the cranes that were being used in the construction, they were outbid. However, their cranes did secure a role to work in the port on the Pacific side of the canal to offload the equipment coming in by boat. 
In total, they would have eight wharf cranes, which stood 62 foot high each. You can see one of these cranes in our podcast cover art from when they assembled it at their factory in Muskegon Heights to test it out. By 1916, 400 were employed working at the factory, and they were kept busy during World War I producing cranes for the shipyards that were trying to replace ships lost to German submarines. 1931 saw Shaw cranes being put to work at another large government project, this being the construction of the Hoover Dam in Nevada. The following year, Manning, Maxwell, and Moore bought the Alfred E. Box Crane and Hoist Company and merged it with the Shaw Electric Crane Company to become the Shaw Box Crane and Hoist Company. During the Great Depression, the company managed to survive, and while they didn't thrive, they were not hit as hard by the Great Depression as others due to a new creation of theirs in 1935 called the Budget Hoist or Lift. That's budget with an IT, not ET. This was a small electric portable lift that was very popular in all kinds of industries and can even still be purchased today. With World War II, business boomed as demand increased for hoist cranes and lifts in various foundries, including most Muskegon area businesses. In the 1950s, their cranes would be used in the construction of the St. Lawrence Seaway, another notable accomplishment, which might have been helped by John Bukema, a Muskegon resident who was a leader in the implementation of the seaway. See our podcast on him to learn more about this. In 1964, Dresser Industries would acquire the business before selling it to LiftTech International in 1986. It's LiftTech that most Muskegon residents know this company as today. LiftTech ran the business until June 30, 2010, when production stopped. A few workers were left after this to help close the factory and process paperwork, with the lights being turned off on September 30, 2010, for the last time. Demolition began afterwards and finished in 2011. The Shaw Electric Crane Company had started in 1891 and had worked on several big projects, from the Panama Canal and St. Lawrence Seaway to the construction of the Hoover Dam. At its height, it had 1,000 employees. While ownership changed, the company never left its original spot in Muskegon Heights, achieving 119 years of production. Thank you for listening today. 